he glanced down at the red and black chief's blanket that covered his wheelchair. She don't pay no attention to an old legless Indian. Henry Standing Bear, my daughter's wedding planner, who had made the arrangements that were now being rapidly unraveled, sipped his coffee and quietly listened. But you're the chief, Lonnie. Oh, you know, that don't mean much unless somebody wants a government contract for beef or needs a ribbon cut. Up until this year, Lonnie's official contribution to the tribal government had been limited to falling asleep in council. A month ago, when the previous tribal leader had been found guilty of siphoning off money to a private account belonging to his daughter, an emergency meeting had been held. Since Lonnie had again fallen asleep and therefore was unable to defend himself, he was unanimously voted in as the new chief. She's in charge of all the books over there, and she's full blood. That's pretty much the worst of both worlds. A heavy-set man with long hair and a gray top hat with an eagle feather in it, stopped by the table and rapped his knuckles on the surface. Morning, Chief, Lonnie sighed. I wish you wouldn't call me that, Herbert. Herbert, his good horse, the morning drive announcer on the low-power FM station KRZZ, smiled and turned to the rest of us in the crowded booth. Do you know the story about the three Indian women who died at the same time? Herbert was a mainstay on the res where almost everyone tuned into 94.7 FM just to hear the outrageous jokes he told between songs. Lonnie responded for the table, Nope. St. Peter was sitting on his throne at the gates of heaven. Is this a true story, Herbert? He nodded his head vigorously, the eagle feather stuck in the band of his hat bobbing up and down like a crest on his head. It's from one of those priests over at St. Lebray, and those Catholics, they sometimes tell the truth. Vic barked a laugh. Fuckin' A! She raised an empty coffee cup to get Brandon White Buffalo's attention in hopes of a round of refills, but the big crow Indian was attending to another customer. Herbert, his good horse, produced an elongated cigar from his silk brocade vest along with a cutter. One of the women was Lakota, one was Crow, and the other was Full Blood Cheyenne. St. Peter looked at them and said that they were heathens and there wasn't anything he could do to let them into the white man's heaven but that he was curious because they had all three died at the same time. He asked the first one, the Lakota woman, if she had anything to say, and she said she didn't know anything about the rules, but she had always lived her life attempting to seek a balance in the red and black roads. St. Peter listened and was impressed by the spirituality of the woman and told her she could go in after all. Lonnie smiled and nodded as Herbert repocketed the cutter and produced a chopped-down brass Zippo lighter, the one that he had carried in the seventies in Vietnam. St. Peter leaned down to the crow woman and asked her if she had anything she wanted to say, and she told him that to her there was a spirit in the air, the land, the water, and all the creatures that populated Mother Earth, and that she had spent her life attempting to be respectful of all these things. St. Peter was so impressed that he waved her into the white man's heaven, too. Lonnie sipped his coffee, and Henry, smiling, glanced at me. Then St. Peter turned on his throne and looked at the Cheyenne woman. He asked her, Do you have anything you'd like to say? The Cheyenne woman nodded and said, Yeah, what are you doing to my chair? Lonnie laughed so hard, rolling his head from side to side with his mouth hanging open, that no sound came out. After a while, he began slapping Henry on the leg. I suppose just because the bear had both of his, and because he was also Cheyenne. Mm-hmm, yes, it is so.
Herbert, who had recovered from laughing at his own joke, lit his cigar, wrapped the table, and signed off with his signature slogan, Stay calm, have courage. The entire booth responded with the rest, and wait for signs. Henry, probably glad for the interruption, put his own cold coffee on the table, smiled indulgently, and watched the disc jockey stroll away. It really wasn't the bear's fault that our sight had been suddenly appropriated at the last minute, as he'd explained to me, clearing all the events of all the organizations on the reservation was akin to herding prairie chickens. I stared down at the platinum ring with the smallest diamond that was between two inset chips. What's the librarian's name, Lonnie? At the mention of our collective obstruction, the laughter died away in his throat. Oh, it's my sister, Arbutus.